0: You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far on Vince's No, butt. no, 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 no. Oh, you are no, such a no, 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 suck-up. No, no. you, you are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This, this is the Jabberknocker
1: Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Knocker Podcast. As always, is Nestlemania, alongside for the ride is a man that always wins in every demographic except Virgin's 18 to 78, JC. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's pretty good. I'm also the crown jewel of the Jabba Knocker
1: podcast. That is true. We got
0: a loaded show this week, Nestle Mania. We're going to get the crown jewel in the preview and predictions for that. But we're going to talk about Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT, and everything in between as we get there. And, you know, they did a little pissing contest on Friday night, which no one cares about. And they also have, like, a little fight on the Virgin Internets, as you referenced there, that nobody cares about. Uh, but, yeah, we're we're uh, I'm ready to go. So do we talk about... The elephant in
1: the room with the Yes. Okay. Okay. So here's Let's get it over with.
0: First off, number one, ratings are the dumbest system to calculate something in the history of the world. I work in television, so I kind of have an understanding of them. Ratings aren't really real. They're projections. They're projections based off surveys and focus groups and things like that. It's in the like it's just, they're not, they're not a real thing. And it's so, it's always been frustrating for me as someone who works in TV is that this is literally how TV stations make money though. Oh yeah. You have to use these numbers, these fake fucking numbers <laughs> as data to get sponsorships. And this is what you go to like the Fords and the McDonald's and the Taco Bells and all these big companies with this data. So that's why it's such a thing. And like, it's always bothered me. So it's not just a wrestling thing. I wanted to put that out there before I completely rip this, but Look at ratings, like any other stats, can be molded to make whoever you want look good. But first off, the raw data, SmackDown, was on FS1 this week, not Fox. AEW's on their normal TNT, which is in 5 million more households or something in FS1. Yes. Which is insane. SmackDown took a poopy on their chest. Oh, yeah. They destroyed them. Yeah. With people, with people who have eyes, who watch television, which your goal, yes, there are quote-unquote key demos. Your goal is to have people watch it. WWE caters to everyone. They want everyone to watch. AEW has one target demo they cater to, and they do it very well. They do it incredibly. The fact that they pretty much tied them and barely beat them, that's not great. That's honestly, it's not great. And like, You can celebrate it all you want, and honestly, look it. Let me put it this way. freaking Tony. Our boy Tony. I know our boy Danny Grimmad loves our boy Tony. I like Tony Khan. I think he's... Honestly, he books a fantastic show. He does a better job than WWE. He has better storylines. He puts on better matches. He gives things more times. I like him being a little barking chihuahua. I love when he talks shit, when he says this and that and this. But where I where he loses me is when he starts throwing a parade for winning a key demo in a fake rating system. And he's throwing a parade like it's the biggest victory he's ever had. Bro, first of all, aim higher. Like, bro, come on. Like that—that that is where he loses me because, like, I, I i feel like I defend Tony a lot of the times with him. Same thing, like I defend Cody when he takes shots or, or the Young Bucks or whatever. Because it's fun. It's fun. Like the Top Dolly Young Bucks stuff this week, fantastic. This is what we love about the wrestling. And this rides over a shoe, but that's it's, fine. it's amazing. I loved it. Yeah. It was fun because it's fun. But this rating stuff, this isn't fun. No, this isn't fun for anyone. It's a pissing contest that doesn't matter. And it's just like, it's a very one-sided
1: thing. It's that very small group that's focused on it. It's just like, that's my rant. That's fine. It was great. In, in a nutshell, I mean, I think that people should listen to you a little bit more. I mean, I mean, I worked in television with you, but you are now, you are engulfed in the producing and everything else. So like, I, I take your word for it. But here's where I say from the opposite side of the table, regardless of whether or not you are in TV or not, or you understand demographics and ratings and all this other crap. For me, it didn't do AEW any favors. 100%. At all. Like, think about it this way. Tony Khan came out like a perpetuant little child (laughs) and was like, I did not have more money than you. I could could take out commercials." See, I kind of enjoyed that part. No, I didn't. I didn't. I know. Because literally, like, think about it this way. It's the kid in school who literally has everything complaining that he doesn't have enough. And, like, when I saw that, I went to myself and went, I like him most of the time. I think what he's doing is phenomenal. But Tony Khan needs to stop cutting promos or doing things on the internet because if you this is, this is the most sound advice that I've ever heard in my life. And you know, this better than anybody. You don't sell it. You don't let people see you sweat. You don't give them the emotion. It's, it's, it's schoolyard bully shit where you just, you you look at it like this, right? And, and this is a insider for you and me. There's a particular term that I don't like being called. Right. Mm -hmm. But everybody takes a shot once at it and they know not to afterwards. Yeah. But because I tell you I don't like it, people are going to say it to me because they know it gets under my skin. You can't let somebody know something is going to get under your skin. And then, you know, it's, it's the same thing with the ratings thing, where it's like, we're going to win on, you know, this demo. What He didn't call his shot specifically. He was just like, we're going to win. Well, what are you going to win? Yeah. Well, an imaginary pissing contest is what you said. So for me, when I looked at it, and then like, oh my God. Then when he started going after Roman Reigns, I was like... Jeez. Roman Reigns stuffed him in a locker and he was in the locker and he was still barking. Oh my god. Which I respect that.
0: But it's like (laughs) Roman Reigns came in and just like slapped you down. Because he's Roman Reigns. He is the best
1: in the world. He should have been number one in that little dorky magazine ranking. He should be number one in everything. I'm sorry. He is number one. So but here's here's my logic. And again. I, everybody's gonna be like, oh, Nestle's a WWE honk, and maybe I am, and that's fine. But I actually enjoy AEW an awful lot. I, I love do. AEW. I um, think look, it's great. what Nestle, what, 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 what am I wearing? You're wearing right an now? all elite Bebe shirt right yeah, now. I love it. I love it. We love AEW. Yeah. But here's the thing just let you guys go produce great wrestling over here, let the WWE go produce whatever content they're gonna produce over here. And neither the two shall meet. That's what it needs to be. They they're, can fight over shoes, just not they, ratings. So here's, here's the other thing. Like, this is, <laughs> this is the part that, I, I, that is asinine to me. And I said it in my hope last week, I always wanted WWE to destroy them in the ratings. And they kind of sort of got in there. They're like 30% better in the ratings or something like that. That's a significant point. But here's what I want people to remember. AEW could someday take them or, you know, take the ratings or whatever. Like, you never know. You never they know. But right now, you have to look at it like this. Like you said. The WWE is McDonald's. They are the a la carte. They are, they are going to give you a smorgasbord buffet of entertainment. You on AEW are giving me the flips. You're giving me the specific, like minuscule, kind of like smaller portion of what hardcore wrestling fans enjoy, the laps fans miss. You give me the swearing, you give me the sexual content, you give me all the, the, the nonsense and the flips and the, the hardcore, whatever. Nothing that WWE does. Just keep doing that. But it's like saying that you're a real good Italian restaurant. You're great at Italian food. Stick to that. You're not going to overthrow McDonald's. You're not going to overthrow Burger King. You're just not going to do it right now. Maybe in a couple of years, you can get some franchises and stuff. But, like, that's what I look at it. Like, just do you. Just stay with you, Tony. This pissing contest made him look really, really bad. Because here's the thing. Vince McMahon's not getting on Twitter and going, ha, ha, ha. Oh, you gave me a good run for my money there, little Tony boy. <laughs> and then Tony's going, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Like, he just, you know, coked out of his goddamn mind. <laughs> it just It's so ridiculous. You're catering to, like, a 1% of the internet. Well, that, that's, that's the, the biggest thing. And like, that's
0: why I think it gets so lost on Twitter, especially the world we live in, yeah. is, like, that type of wrestling fan is the target. Like, the, the 18 to 34 males, whatever. whatever. It's, like, it's pretty much single men. And so, yeah, you put... They're they're making a big deal about like the bunny and Ruby and all that. It's like, well, yeah, your audience is—you're going for single men. You put a girl in a little bunny suit and have her bat her eyelashes with her, you know, hanging out. It's uh, yeah, you're gonna—you're gonna get—you're gonna get people a little fired up for you know. It's just one of those things. But the way it look is like you said, I'm a big fan of WWE. I'm a big fan of AEW. And I think the majority of wrestling fans, that's what it is. But it's like you get like the vocal minority on Twitter, and it's and that's fine. The super diehards who really love this. They like to call it professional wrestling. It's the same thing as entertainment. It's the same thing. Just AEW does a great job of branding theirs differently, which again, that's perfect. That's what you gotta keep doing. This other stuff, it's like Tony, you wanna really try something? Do it 8 to 10 on Monday night. Do it 8 to 10 on a Friday night when they're on Fox and see yeah, what happens. You know, exactly. if you if you want a true test instead of like, you know, because this week it was just like it was a little pissing contest and it was the first time WWE's ever fired back. And I think that excited Tony. He should be excited about that. But it's like, man, this whole victory lapping, a little tiny demo where you barely, you know, it's just, it's woof, dude. Woof.
1: And, and, and to, to, to my uh, other thing, I just really want to say very quickly because we spent enough time on it. Oh, God. What? Not you. Just the fact of how much we've spent on this. No, no. We spent about ten minutes on this. Yeah. I, for the love of God, didn't find anything on Dynamite. I'm sorry, not Dynamite. Anything on Rampage to me exciting at all? You ready? I got a transition. Okay. We'll head to
0: the Shine. <laughs> there were three sm- matches on SmackDown that were better than anything Rampage had to offer. You ready? Number I'm ready. one, one of the best TV matches of the year: Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch. And this one actually pretty much had a finish, which is shocking. Match number two that was better. Usos, Profits, Part Like 3, Super Hot Fire. These guys could wrestle every week. Amazing. Better than anything on Rampage. Number three, semifinal, King of the Rain. Finn Balor beats Sami Zayn. Better than anything on Rampage. You can have your little Evan Bourne versus uh, CM Punk. Sorry. Matt Sunil versus CM Punk. I do that every time. I'm awful. So right? did JR, so it's yeah. okay. It's <laughs> just like better than, uh, like dynamite. dynamite. Dynamite had a pretty Dynamite match this week. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, the freaking the tag match and stuff, but... But in terms of rampage, like going head to head, SmackDown was better. Right, they had the best segment too with Brock and Roman. So. And exactly,
1: so that to me, that was the biggest. Like we talked, it, let's not go gloss over this. Becky and Sasha had a match, incredible match, and to me, pretty decent. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I thought it was it was up there. Um, There's a lot of good wrestling on WWE programming this week, by the way, yeah. folks. A lot of it. Uh, but I, I, I personally, I you know, I stood up and stood out in my pants for the Usos and Street Profits because that one right there was super hot fire undeniable, you can't, you can't, I mean, it was a, you know, it wasn't too much of a street fight, but it was, it was still exciting, exhilarating kind of stuff, and then, of course, Finn Balor with his abs stomping all over Sami Zayn, which, again, I was really hoping for Sami Zayn, but that's okay, Finn Balor, it is what it is, and that was great, three great wrestling matches on SmackDown, so when they say, like, oh, WWE Sports entertains and doesn't, those are wrestling matches. Yeah. Those are, they, they can
0: do it when they want. Well, to did do you it. see the narrative that I, I saw this today? And it's, again, it's a very small segment of Twitter, but it literally made me laugh. Um, there are people saying that all WWE has now is their wrestling because AEW is better than everything else. What? Yeah, I don't think that's What are we in banana? Like, it's just like, is that so, this is what the types of thing they're doing is WWE, the acknowledgement that AEW should take from WWE is that in uh, the men's division for the most part in the main event of the women's division. They have really dug into their wrestling matches especially on TV and giving us more of those meaningful matches we've been asking for. They still need work in the women's undercard which we'll get to later and some others, but even like the like you've mentioned, we've had some monster tag team matchups and I mean Uso's and Profits and then you compare that to FTR Lucha Bros like I'm just a happy fan man. Yeah. Those are two four of my favorite teams on the planet. I love tag team wrestling. Those two matches this week were superb. I enjoyed them. I love Sasha Becky. Yeah. I love Charlotte Bianca until the finish. That match, I thought, was a lot of fun on Raw, too, because it was physical, like some
1: of those power moves. Like, it just, there was a lot of good wrestling this week. I mean, I, I'll even go over to Raw. I thought Bianca and Charlotte, for me, was going to be my vote for match of the year, if not just a TV match of the year, and then that finish happened. And and it's tough it tough with the commercials, but I loved it. But I loved every I, second. I thought, I thought that was one of those things where I, not only did it exceed my expectations, because I thought to myself, is Charlotte going to just sandbag it because it's her last night? You know, and then it's like, oh, she didn't lose, but Charlotte
0: can't sandbag the top people because they can, they can, they're like, this is fun. like because the thing you see her get in the ring with like Sasha or Becky, like she has great matches with them because they're on her level. Bianca is also on her level, but in a different way because no one can match the power. Rhea came kind of close, but they've also like had some bad matches. But like Bianca, the crazy thing about her is. Her chemistry with all the top women in WWE has been off the charts. She's obviously a match with Sasha. Her matches with Charlotte now, and then her match with Becky. Her matches with Bailey. It's like Bianca just might be really freaking good. I think we're at the point now where it's just like, because I mean, it's just these aren't mistakes. These aren't mistakes anymore. And that that match, like. I wish that a finish, man. I I really thought they were going to give Bianca the title, and I'm like, this would be a cool moment for Raw. Instead, we got more of the same, and that continues to be WWE's issue.
1: Now I'm nervous that it is going to be the title switch. Like, it's just like, here, take my title. No, because what this did is I
0: think Sasha is going to win on Thursday. Sure. And then Bianca, Charlotte will main event the next pay-per-view, and Bianca will beat her. But that way they can use Charlotte on Raw up and through the end of the year.
1: So that's... uh, She's going to be everywhere. There's going to be a lot of Charlotte. Uh, I just, I just, my prediction. I just, I I mean, you're not wrong. I think you can see it happening. Cause otherwise they would have done it, you know, last night or whatever. Yeah. But Monday being rather, but I just, I was so, I was so dead set on like, not that I want to not see it again, but like, I feel like that's a WrestleMania match. hundred percent. And so like, when you say you stick it on another pay-per-view, I'm going, ah, but it's not going to have the lead up that I want. It's not going to have that. Like, I think the main reason, event like yeah, yeah, yeah. Monday or whatever Monday night raw had that main event ish kind of feel, but I, but we've already talked about, there's plenty on this program where just because you're in the main event of raw doesn't necessarily mean you're the main event anymore. same thing on SmackDown, like in my opinion, because we've seen throwaway main events in there. We get that in a X T though. Yeah. Too. I
0: think that's cause that's something for a long time. How was it? was like the same people in the main event every week right. in tag matches. At least now it's like, this is what I have been asking for. It's like, Make your your tag titles, or make your women's title, sure. or make your mid card title, or make two guys in a big like blow off feud your main event. Because when I look at it, like the thing that I'm most looking forward to should be the main event. On SmackDown, they had two; they had the match, and then they obviously had the contract signing. Which, you know how I feel about contract signings, but I was
1: looking forward to that one because it was Roman and Brock, and it freaking delivered. Because Brock said like three words. Three and, words. Hey, see, 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 that was see. This is the biggest thing that I, I I think I tweeted out, and someone gave me shit for, which is whatever. It is what it is. But here's here's the biggest difference for me when I this is how I watch AEW and I watch WWE. AEW has a lot of the athleticism. I mean Dante Martin for me when I watch him I go this guy is just like a video game. I think he's phenomenal. Yeah, obviously with Leo Rush hopefully something will be there you know more because otherwise he's just going to be stuck where he's stuck. You you see stuff like the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros. You you get excited exhilarated. But like we've talked about and it's the psychology portion of the program where. If somebody in the first match is is Dante Martin, why am I going to give a flying fuck about what who does in the main event? Because I've watched da- Dante Martin basically kill himself. You know what I mean? Like, you have to progressively keep it going. And on WWE, instead of everybody killing each other and everybody doing all these flips, Brock Lesnar says one sentence and I go, oh, I'm hooked. Yeah, I'm hooked. And all he had, like, you know, we, we kind of joke about Brock being a sexy lumberjack and, like, also not being able to cut a promo or whatever. But his business sense on what to do and where to do it is so good that I, you for, you take him for granted because it's just, he said one line and it was like, oh, fuck.
0: He's like, genuine. He yeah. is Brock Lesnar all the time. Yeah. Like, it's almost like, like, there's nothing he ever does. That's fake, because I he might be asked something to something and just say no, or he might just not do it because I have never really like you never really see Brock Lesnar try to do something that's not in his range. And if he does, he starts to laugh about it because he knows like this isn't me. I'm, <laughs> right? I'm this freaking goofy guy who beats people up. But here's the other thing. I just this is just a quick little quip. But Tony says he can outspend WWE. He had his chance with both Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton, and WWE outspent him. So I don't know if he has more money than them. Because Brock Lesnar would have went to whoever the highest bidder. Randy Orton is probably about the same. I uh, see. I uh, uh, Randy Orton yeah. might have gave WWE last chance to yeah. match, and that probably would happen. But I think if if Tony Khan offered Brock Lesnar more than Vince McMahon, which Vince McMahon clearly didn't allow to happen, so you know Tony clearly you don't have enough. Vince cannot spend you. Just thing. That's an excellent point. Yeah, excellent point. But may, obviously things are different now. Maybe if it was different, but no, hey, no, no. I get. You. I, I get. it. That's, that's the big thing is because people. Like I see anytime you like have someone who's just trying to find like just trying to pick sides. I don't like picking sides. You'll hear me rip both sides. I just enjoy that because they both both deserve criticism for different things, both deserve praise for different things. But AEW wanted Brock Lesnar more than like anyone. They couldn't get him. So it's just what it is. If you're gonna rip things about Brock Lesnar, it's like, well, AEW wanted him, but they couldn't get him. So you'd be defending him if he was on your show. So stop it. Your argument sucks. Go away. Let everyone enjoy it and go cry in the corner. Grab your sock and go play with yourself. Jesus Christ. Go watch your bunny matches. Hey, acknowledge her. They acknowledge her. (laughs) See, that's the vibe. It's funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's funny. It's It's just that stuff. is Like, let's keep with the fun stuff. We just don't need to get the pissing contest. They're just like, come on. What are we doing? All right. So
1: I don't really have a lot more that got me super excited. You're not excited about Xavier Woods actually winning? So I am. But the more I watch it, I go. Not gonna give it to no, me. No, of course not. And I, I, that's but like, the way they did it is that it's.
0: I saw someone say it perfectly. It's like, man, I'm gonna be so disappointed when Xavier Woods loses, but I can't
1: be mad about Finn Balor winning. No, that's I know. Genius. I know. It, it's one of those moments where it's like he got. He's gonna get so close, and he's like watching him do the posing with the the you know the thing and like the cape, and then like doing the Rick James. Or the James Brown. Everyone kind of stuff. who's touched that oh stuff is God. lost. Oh but, yeah, but
0: Woods did not put on the crown. Woods did not put on the Everyone crown. Everyone else put on the crown. Right. Like Sammy
1: immediately got like you know, and Kane is probably going to lose. I, I thought the match with Woods was Woods, you know, and gender. To me, we'll talk about that. It later. was a gender as, match. It was a match. But the 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 whole point of the King of the Ring is just like, for me, my heart my heartfelt is King of the Ring, and it's it's hard for me because when I watch it, I think of the Bret Hart's, the Owen Hart's. I laughed hysterically at the promo where he was like, like King Mabel and King Shamrock. And then he said King Booker, which in my opinion, King Booker is probably the best king. Yes. But, you know, I'm sitting there going, oh, this guy's going to lose the gender. Then he won and I was excited. And then I went, oh, crap, it's the prince. Like, they sold me either way, I guess. And it's like, is the prince getting an upgrade? Or is he going to realize his destiny? And, you know, that's good. You bought me in. And honestly, I'm actually, as much as you, you can sit there politically and say what you want about with the crown jewel, Saudi Arabia stuff. That's for you the to The card is phenomenal. The card is, besides Goldberg, essentially. But even
0: that but match, even, yeah. they've sold you that match being what it is. Like yeah. Those two guys have sold that match for being what it is. Sure. That match is what it is. We all accept that. The lead-up has been fine. It's not something I seek out, but both Bobby and Goldberg, especially given their promo abilities, both on their own, too. No MVP, by oh, yeah. the way. They've built this up, so it's like this match has meaning. I, I so was good for uh, them. This might be the best Saudi card I've ever seen. It is. It is, and they've Hands had down. they have had some good cards, but yeah. I mean, just between the the triple threat match, the freaking the, the the main event, and yeah.
1: then the worst match that I don't care about as much is Biggie and McIntyre, and that match will probably be great. So, uh, so yeah, we we'll, we'll save the, pa- the the other stuff, but like for me, and the other thing, the other, I, I, this just jogged my memory for Saudi Arabia as well as the fact of what happened on Monday. I didn't care for specifics what happened in the match. But the monsoon yes. promo portion of that Ali thing, I went, I woke up and I went, well, that was nice. It was the first time we saw him do something different. He went, he literally, his nutsack dropped and yep. he became a man in that promo. <laughs> like, I I, I I, went I went and thought to myself, that guy had some balls on him to These save. two are going to steal the show. Oh,
0: yeah. And these, these two did, are going to wrestle the best matches of their life. They're going to create a moment that... We'll never forget, and for a lot of people that they definitely won't ever forget because it's going to be amazing. It is a groundbreaking match, and they are two of, like, the more gifted athletically guys they have too. And you know Ali is going to do whatever he can to put this kid over. It's going to be – I am very looking forward to it. In that segment, it because it's been a lot of ha with them. Sure. It got serious this week, and that's what I've been waiting for with for Mansoor. I'm like, can he do it? Because he is smiley, he's fun. They can always throw him out there, and he can, you know, please the crowd with a little flippy dippy. But like, is there more to him?
1: And there is, and I'm excited. See, the one thing that I want to take away from the promo specifically is that we get into the, you know, I can sit here and I, I personally, I, yeah, you can say about Jericho and MJF and, and and all these other people like saying you know swears and stuff. To me, I think that's low hanging fruit. It doesn't impress me when you can do that. What impressed me about Mansoor was that he had the he had the level of of intensity in that promo that made me go, he didn't swear. He didn't say, I'm going to murder you. He didn't say anything that was like, I'm going to, you know, whatever. He made it more about how he felt. And that was so visceral and so authentic that I applaud him because that right there was a sink or swim moment for him. And I believe he bought himself at least six more months of television with just that alone, personally for me. That's fantastic. And I think that's wonderful for him because, honestly... We were worried about him because he's going to go to SmackDown and it's going to be a tougher shoe-in. It is. 100%. But I think with that, I mean, you can sit here and say Saudi Arabia, obviously you have to parade out Mansoor for all that because that's what they do. But honestly, he's earned it. Like this time specifically, he really did earn it. Yeah. And I, I'm so happy for him because I really love this tag team for what it was. And I really loved the entertainment. Yes, the matches were short. But the entertainment value for me was spot on. And I think... If you're going to watch one match at Saudi Arabia, I think this is the, like you said, this is the match for me that will make me go, that's that's a, not a manufactured moment. That is a legitimate moment that you will get goosebumps for. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm excited about. It's going to be great. I'm excited. I don't have anything else because uh, I'm crazy. So. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. There is a lot to talk about. The Queen's crown. I mean, you might as well get it out of the way. I was surprised
0: dude drop one. I was too. I mean, I was one of those things. The more I thought about it, I'm like this, especially once Zelina won, I was like, man, Zelina is a great foil for like a Dewdrop type. But I'm like, man, this could really, I'm like, how are they going to beat Shayna creatively? And the way that they did it, I applaud him for it because Dewdrop used her, like that was a great, a great reversal into a pinning combination. And it was just like, that was, that was those types of like funky roll up things that like was believable and it worked. Um, if they didn't do it all the time, it probably would have felt a lot more special. But I was that was literally my thinking. It was like, how does Shayna lose? Especially with the momentum. You saw what she did on SmackDown when she came out with Sony and beat up Naomi. So it's just like, how are they going to have her lose? And that's what was the hardest thing. That's why I couldn't actually pick it quote-unquote, last week, even though I was very torn, because I'm like, how do they do it? And I thought they at least pulled that off. The problem is it only took them two minutes and
1: 46 seconds to do it. Wow, yeah, you got the actual minutes right. Uh, I I was excited, and of course, uh, Zelina Vega, obviously, we kind of drafted over that for another jobber alert. The whole the whole thing, they said the whole tournament hasn't been more than 20 minutes. We'll find out of the finals if they break 20 minutes. But Zelina Vega beat, beat Carmela again in 245. It was rough. Uh, still ridiculous, but the Liv thing lives on. No pun intended. Like, it's a, it, it's something. Liv uh, and Carmella, the feud that'll never die. Like never as
0: long as, as, as Liv is getting TV time, I'm happy because she deserves it.
1: So, we talked about jobber alerts. We might as well get them out of the way because then we can talk about the other stuff in this program. Naomi got a jobber alert with two people beating her up, which, again, is what it is. Sonya, Sonya with, you know... Excuse me. Sonya with
0: uh, Shayna could actually work. It, it works 100%. This is the best thing Sonya has done since her return to TV. Yes.
1: Which... Our boy Danny Grimwood Greenwood. It's not a high help. bar, but we're finally
0: headed in a direction. Low bar, that we're low, low bar. Yeah. All
1: right, here we go. So anyway, that's pretty much, I think, the only jobber alert on. Yeah, because even the, Mace survived. Past Mace three survived. Minutes. Possible comeback nominee. Mace was
0: defeated by Balor, but it looks like uh, Fox might actually have some plans for him because he got. He's getting little. He's getting promos on the the backstage and all this. So. They're gonna. I think they're going to at least give him a shot. We'll see what happens with it. Uh, yeah, sure. You can give him anything you want. He's not going to do anything with it. Wow. Okay. Anyway. Well, he just got reverse curse. So reverse uh, curse. Mace will be
1: world champion by next year. And I think uh, I'm looking at the rest of the jobber alerts. I don't think that there's many more, actually. Never Theory night.
0: Hardy I actually got to wrestle this
1: week. I was going to say Theory Hardy from last week's Jabber alert to me was fine, but I was confused. And maybe you can. Maybe you were watching with a more keen eye than I was because I'm falling asleep most of the time. So they had this whole batch steak segment with Austin Theory and and everybody and then you know truth truth made me giggle so hard when he was like what you got to get a permission slip from your mama and like and ran away but like what exactly like was that supposed to be a match with truth yes and, and, so um, it was
0: pretty much like truth challenged him to a match and he accepted but then that's why when truth came out, he said, "Oh I didn't accept for me. I accepted for Jeff Hardy." he actually says, th- "Okay," I, he did. He explained that when he came out okay. later. So it was explained. It was. I actually was kind of excited. I'm like, "Ooh, Theory and Truth. This could be like a yeah, fun little be mini be fun. feud." Yeah, And then he, it would be a good like vaulting point for like Theory to continue to climb up the ladder, which I'm sure it will be now, since obviously Hardy's gone. They just they wanted to milk that cow a little more. But yeah, milk him till you know. he's dry, and hey, his there, hands will never be wet. You know how you wet. get heat with the the, oh, the yeah. dorks on the internet. Pin Jeff Hardy, so good for you, Austin Theory. So here's
1: something I want to say very quick. I think I said it on Twitter, but his finish drives me bananas. Like the 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 fairman's carry into a knee is a setup maneuver for me, and it looks like I'm never going to win a real meaningful match with that. And I just for for me when when I see stuff like that, I think I just don't believe it. And I think that when he does that. Move it makes me go, no one's gonna sell for that. Like, he's not gonna win a, a title with that match. Like, and I, again, I'm being very critical of it, but I'll it, say it, what it, I
0: say every time because I do agree with that. I don't love the finish. It's just like, you know, the, the, the Dirty Deeds is never the most fun to watch, Andrade's finish was never the most fun to watch, but they finish matches with someone fucking falling on someone with an elbow, like, or, I or a, like a, a, a fake five knuckle shuffle. Sure. So on, so on. Like, it's like that, it's tough. It's but what theory has to do is he has to find a way. To give it a little pizzazz, because the big the biggest issue with Andrade's was it was too much setup. It's just like Ambrose is eventually. I got sold on it just because the way he did it, like he started to do it out of nowhere and stuff. Like it gives it a little more. Theory needs to find a way to dress dress up the pig because it is the pig of a finisher. It's ugly. It's not good. It's bad. It's weak. But you gotta dress it up. That's all it is, is. That's what wrestling is. It's dressing up these moves.
1: So he's just gonna figure that out. Someone's gonna help him out, maybe. I mean, the rest of it's great. Except he's I, a phenomenal I, 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 love, I love, I love, love Austin. Awesome but that made me go. It, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you're, yep, you're loving it. You're loving it. And you're like, ah, uh, you know. Yeah. So that it, it's a bad finish leaves a bad taste in your mouth, and of course, that's all you remember. So that's, for me, that's what I think about when you think about those things. Um, okay, so what? Anything specifically that you want to get upset about? Uh, not really. I feel like I did that off the top, but <laughs> that's fine. That's I, mean,
0: I mean, I mean, I know we were, both, neither of us are enjoying this. Biggie drew thing with the, it just like whatever, but I will say this, um, cause you know, even though we're in the heat, I try to do a little bit of positive. I loved Biggie doing his intro to McIntyre's face. Cause obviously we usually don't see that Biggie with the mic. So We're like, is it recorded? Is it live? I thought that was cool. And that sold me that moment sold me more in the match than any of the other bullshit they've done the last couple weeks because it was just like, why can't we have more, like, natural, like, rivalry stuff than this forced bullshit with the tag teams? Like, that was just natural rivalry. It's two likable guys that you're supposed to like that want the same thing. And McIntyre was, like, the most I laughed at him. Him making the little faces, he's doing it. Like, stuff like that is organic. Like, that's, that's what these types of feuds when WWE does the babyface versus babyface. That's the stuff that they're missing is the organic stuff. They try all this force shit. And the Force shit is just, is bad TV. Like, the, the odd couple tag team shit, it's horrible.
1: Well, you're already doing it on the same program, and it's succeeding. So this is not going to, you know, replicate itself in any way. Uh, moving on to something that I just want to talk about very, very, very quickly, which made my head hurt, was watching John Morrison in between two crates talking about his yeah. chi with the Viking Raiders, who clearly were making no sense about World They're going to SmackDown, right, I think? I, th- I don't I think not, so. Man. I think they are. But it's a thing. Honestly, who uh, you know, we called it, but... Just keep voting who, for The Miz. On I was going to say, designs. the longer we vote for The Miz, the longer we're, you know, Johnny Johnny Drip Drip is going to be Johnny Johnny Dry Dry real quick because he is not doing a goddamn thing at all. Yeah. And that, that bothers me on so many levels because it was the highest point, I think, in his career in the WWE. It's weird to
0: have a guy that that's athletically gifted and not put him in the ring and try to sell him as a backstage, like, by himself. It's just it's It's pretty nonsensical, and it's... It is what it
1: is. And finally, we kind of already talked about this, but I just want to say, I really am just not on Goldberg. the via side of like no holds barred satellite. I'm like, eh, you know. It is what it is, man. I just hope, like I hope for, just give Lashley the dub, please. He won't, but... No, let's go on Goldberg. Yeah, 100% it, yeah. it
0: has to. The way this story has gone, it has to be Goldberg.
1: I think that's pretty much it. I mean, we could talk about other stuff, but I just, I don't want to nope. exacerbate it anymore. Glorious! You're my only hope. Would you like me to go, or would you like you to go? I will go if you want me to. Sure. Okay, folks. Here's a hope that nobody's going to like but me, but I can see this actually happening. Oh, no. So I'm going to put it into existence, folks. So we're getting to Hell in a Cell, right? And Rollins and Edge are, like, basically in a pissing match with each other about how great they are and all this other stuff. And they're all going to Monday Night Raw. And all I could think about was, you know what's going to end up happening, folks? Edge and... Rollins are going to become a tag team. That is my hope. I think where do you go from a feud essentially ending respect and they will somehow have respect for each other and be the new hodgepodge tag team of old man that women used to like and the new guy that all the women like because they, you know, they got the long hair and the drip and all that stuff. And they're going to be the like, you know, the gods of something. That's what they're going to be. They're going to be like the wrestling gods. That's what I think is going to end up happening somehow, someway. Tag team championships are going to happen for Rollins and Edge together. That's no. my hope. No. Yeah. No. Uh, no. No. That's, it's I, going to RAW. I don't accept that hope. Um, I, I you don't just, have to accept that' It's going in existence. to existence. Edge
0: is going to turn heel and eventually feud with Biggie.
1: So. Well, here's hoping that that, has, that happens. But I just feel like RAW usually no just they 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 punt the ball away most of the time anyway. So you know what it is what it is. I don't accept your hope. I don't. You don't have to accept anything. It's <laughs> not a gift. I'm just telling you. I don't accept it. Well, that's fine. But when it happens, I'm, I'm going to need you to, to come on this program and tell me that I'm right. That's all. That's what, I, that's what I want. Give me what I want.
0: No, nobody wants that. No one wants you to want to have... No, no. Bad, bad. I need a palate cleanse, so <laughs> I'm going to jump over to AEW. I'm going to talk about something that I want to happen because uh, Jericho cut a pretty gnarly promo on Paige Van Zandt. It was, uh, it was honestly a little uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie, but here's the thing. Paige Van Zandt, she's a fucking real-life ass kicker, and she... Has gotten her ass kicked and I want to see her and Jericho fight. I'd want to see it. I don't I mean Jericho is what he is, but this is something and I was like, okay, yeah, he talked all this shit about her. And it's like, I want to see her be able to just beat him up. And Yeah, yeah but he's
1: a he's on a baby face.
0: I don't care. I want to see her beat him up. That doesn't do anything for Jericho. Yeah, it does. It, I don't care about Jericho. Paige Van Zant's gonna be a wrestler. I can tell you that she's always had the tools for that. Even when like watching her in UFC, because like she was, she was fine. She was never anything special. She obviously was very attractive, and that's why she became well known. But she was like an average, an average fighter. But she is the type of person that's made for wrestling because she kind of has that that entertainment thing going, and she has the look. So I think that I honestly I do think she. I've been expecting this for a while, and it, it looks like it could happen in AW. But I think her first match should be with Chris Jericho, and I think she should beat him up because I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, that's my hope, so yours.
1: Can I ask you very quickly how you thought? Because, look, I watched AEW, Dynamite, I watched AEW, uh, Rampage this week, which I thought there were some really great highlights. Some people love the Jericho promo because it's, you know, it's vintage Jericho being like, Stephanie, you're the breast, and you'll know, let the boobies hit the floor and the whole thing. And, like, I would you know, would say? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have sex it's with you with your husband. It's appealing to
0: the virgin 1834 audience. No, no, no. no so that's what
1: they're doing. I get that. But so here's the other thing, too, for me when I was looking at this. I went... And maybe it's my my thought process is different nowadays, but all I could think about was when she was saying this is like I wouldn't have sex with your you know with your husband's dick or whatever. Like, I get that. I I laughed at that. But right, like, it, like, look it. First off,
0: I I'm gonna say this and people are gonna get mad. Dan Lambert is running circles around Jericho in the promo department in this feud. He is spanking that little booty. Showing taking Jericho to promo school. Dan Lambert might be one of the best promos in the wrestling industry right now. That fucking dude, it just like he is. You talk about getting heat, like, oh my, like it's just like I've, I love these ATT segments in a weird way. As, as, as much as like there is bad in them, like this, the, the just the dude is next level and he is spanking little Jericho. So, what Jericho does is he's trying to, like you said, get like the, you said it earlier with them like taking the cheap heat route. Right, he's really trying to go there. I'm like, yeah, that, that that line like it's great when you put it in quotes. It was unexpected, which is probably why it caught my attention. I didn't love the overall promo, but that one line I did laugh at. I'm not gonna lie, it was it's funny. It's funny. I'll mm-hmm. give him that. It's crude, but like I said, I also saw when I was watching this promo, I was uncomfortable because it felt uncomfortable, especially like with how the like things have started to change in the world, a promo like that, it did. It felt very old school, but also it felt very uncomfortable the way he was. And that's why my hope is that she can get her hands on this guy and beat the fuck out of him because justice would be served, and I would enjoy that highly.
1: Well, they are going to the Jericho cruise in a couple weeks, so maybe she throws him overboard. That'd be pretty (laughs) interesting. That'd be funny. Can he swim? I mean, he's got saggy boobies, so maybe. So you think he'll sink? Maybe. Maybe. He, that's the other thing too like they, they don't make fun of his chest but they like make fun of her appearance it just to me it's just like where are we are we well, in 2002 well, or are we I in 2021 women
0: receive a lot more body shaming and body critiques than men in general no but I
1: think but it would be interesting if she body shamed him 100%. I think that'd be at least to yeah. me that would be different Right? Like, I, I'm not for body shaming in general, but, like, if you're going to do that promo and it you're hap- going to say it.
0: Th- does happen in wrestling. It is what you it is. You know what I mean? It's like, a-
1: unfortunately, that's what yeah. it is. I mean, that's the form of entertainment that it is. Yeah. But, like, if he's going to make fun of her and I wouldn't touch you with your husband's penis, that's one thing. But here's the thing. She's a trained killer. Yeah. Let him fucking, let him beat him up. She doesn't need to talk. She can just go out there, smile, and beat him up.
0: Because you know what, Jericho? You deserve it, bro. <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see it. And I, I think it's more likely they're going to have a match and she'll probably get involved and they'll probably have like a little moment
1: of something sure. where
0: she'll like, maybe she freaking knocks him out or th- picks him up and throws him to a table. That'd be great. But I would like an actual match. I would watch that. It'd catch my it's attention. It's too bad the inner
1: circle doesn't have a woman because then at least you could, inter, inter, you know, do something a little bit different, but.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about that, by the way? Just like a what? quick off topic with like AEW, like they have the inner circle and they have the pinnacle. They
1: ignore it, but then they randomly bring them back together, but then they ignore them again. See, it's hard for me because when I, I and this is like the, one of the things they don't do relatively well. And I, this is one of my hopes from way back, which made me percolate, which when I said Andrade might be overthrowing MJF mm-hmm. as the leader of the pinnacle. what well, you saw that backstage segment where he's like, OK, muchacho, give me money. Not happening. But like in my head, I went, I'm probably wrong. But it's interesting that that line was, dot like, the dotted line. It wasn't connected, essentially. But all I could think about was FTR's fine on their own. They don't need anything. Sean Spears needs a life raft. We know that. No, he doesn't. Wardlow's going to be fine, sort of. He's going to be relegated to, rele- you know, what do they call it? Elevation Wardlow and needed
0: MJF to get in. Yeah. We're,
1: starting, we're getting closer and closer to Wardlow being able to overthrow him. We're yeah. not
0: there yet, but... To come in the way he if Wardlow was just presented as a monster, just came in like Brian Cage and just was like, ah, oh, this guy's great. I don't think it would have done well. But the way they're doing it, they're building this guy.
1: He's gonna be a megastar. Sure, I, I believe that. But MJF, we already know star. Yeah. The go flip side to the inner circle, it was just like, I. So it's hard for me because I love Santina, Santina, and, excuse me, Santana and Ortiz, mm-hmm. and I. I don't love Jake Hager and his big box head. I Dan would Langer argue would say, Santana but. and Ortiz had been better away from the interception. Yes, absolutely. And,
0: and that's not to say, when they first debuted in that first, like, year run, yeah, that was incredible. And I think that was a good decision, and it did definitely help them. But I think they stuck with it too long, and I'm glad
1: they broke him away because these guys, like, just feuding with people on their own have been fantastic. And I think here's the other thing, too, is, like, you look at it from this. Sammy Guevara is what he is, and that, that's, that's fine. Like, to me, people think he's the next coming of whatever. And maybe he is, and I'm wrong. He needs to be a heel. Yeah, exactly. We've talked about this. But for me, I look at Sammy's... Sammy's name. Sammy Guevara. And all I could think about is... He got goaded into this random ATT kind of whatever. Like, I'm putting on my TNT title and all. Like, whatever. Like, obviously, he's a fighting champion. But I just... There's something about it where it's like... It's Jericho's group. But everybody in the group, in my opinion, is better wrestling-wise... Then Jericho, now you can make a case for Hager, that's fine. Yeah. But I look at it like, and I know this isn't necessarily the way it's perceived, but how I perceive it is, it's like Jericho holding on to all these balloons that are going to get higher, and he's just like holding on for relevancy a little bit. And all I could think about when you said that thing about was Santana and Ortiz being different was, Simi's kind of getting away from that. They're kind of getting away from that. They they all had gotten away from that. Yeah, and now it's back. So for me, it's just like, they only use these devices when they're like, oh, we could do American Top Team. That'll sell. But really what American... See, here's the other thing too is, for me, men of the year are still background people in this entire thing. Well, I think the, the goal...
0: I Honestly, I think if Scorpio Sky and um, Ethan Pager is doing things on their own, they wouldn't sure. want to doing nothing. This is, this is elevating them. I just think it's like... Obviously, feuding with Jericho, he always makes himself. Right. And whether he means to or not, he becomes it. And Lambert, I think, has just been... I think putting them with Lambert is genius because these guys get legit heat. Sure. Like, Scorpio Sky can't even talk without getting booed. Like, this is a good thing for them. And I do believe he will probably beat Sammy at some point, and he
1: should. Right. But it just... It's... Yeah, it's 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 always tough in a feud with Jericho. See, like, for me, like, when you look at that, the Page and uh, Jericho promo, or you could say everybody had it on the stick, or actually it was Dan Lambert. But, like... Dan Lambert was doing 99.9% of the talking. Yeah. As he should. He's as a he should. He's an incredible bummer. But, like, at some point, I want to hear from Ethan Page, and at some point, I want to hear from Scorpio Sky a little bit more because you're not doing anybody – like, for me, it's not like – unless Dan Lambert's going to get in the match and get up against Jericho or, you know, Page is going to get – like, to me, there are certain things you – like, if you're going to talk that much, there needs to be a physical altercation with it. Yeah. So when they drag all these things together, I think, ugh. Like, I – for me, like you're unpausing something and you're bringing people backwards, in my opinion, putting them back together. Because Pinnacle was doing great on their own. I agree. And everything else. So for me, I'm done with it. Well, that's all well and good, folks. My comeback this week is none other than Rick. Boo! <laughs> Not only did he play an outstanding version of the Street Profits theme, which I thought bumped, slapped, and did everything else in between. I was so happy for that. But also, I was uh, catching the bump last week, and I, th- I fell in love with the man's positivity and his ability to make Shinsuke Nakamura for a whole hour entertaining. Because that was, I mean, it's a rough translation kind of thing. And he was, when he stumbled, like a good partner picked him right back up and was like, this guy, this guy doesn't need to talk. This guy's the fucking king. Like he just, he was shredding. Like he was doing intros for stuff. And like when there were an awkward silences, he was, he did so well. And I thought to myself, you know, obviously there's a ceiling to this entire gimmick. At least I think there is. But I went, he is maximizing his minutes every single time he sees that red light. So for me, yeah, it's a little out there and like whatever. But Rick Boogs, we know there is a timestamp on it. But I was very excited to go. This guy is going out of his way to make the gimmick work, make his relationship with Nakamura work. And the guy is more positive about everything in his life. And just his reaction again, like they had Ali on the program. And they were like, well, what if your partner did that? And he just started shredding, and he was just like, that's not going to happen. You know, he's just, like, he's just like, he's super positive. So for me, he gets my comeback, and I'm very excited for Rick Boogs.
0: You know what I was very excited for? I mentioned this match a couple times, but my comeback's going to FTR, baby. They came back as, uh, obviously, Andrade's surprise tag team, as we later find out. Thank God it was an AOP. Hey, stop it. They paid, uh, uh, Andrade paid MJF for their services, which is kind of funny. MJF kind of like owning them. But you know what? FTR, man, as AAA tag team champions. I don't know if this is something any of us thought we'd ever see. I think it's pretty cool. These guys have won pretty much every titles there is in tag team wrestling to win. They won all of them in WWE. They've won the AEW ones. They've won these. They've won countless others. And these guys deserve it because, as you know, I'm an FTR guy. I have been through and through. I also love the Lucha Bros. So I absolutely love this match. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they fought for the AEW titles next, probably at
1: Folk here. Um, but uh, for this week, FTR gets my comeback. Well, good for you. Good for you. I, I mean, I, I you know, I I did appreciate CM Punk kind of being like, yeah, those are, <laughs> that's FTR right out of the gate. I thought that was kind of funny, but then they masked them and the crowd kind of popped for it. So you know what? They were doing everything right there, and it was a nice little segment because I do like the Forbidden Door concept, I guess a little bit. Um, you know, and they they defend a lot of different championships, so nice comeback. Time to get. Finish. finish. Finish time. So we got a big old finish. We got all these other things we want to talk about. I didn't even get to talk. I should have given my comeback to Carmelo Hayes is what I should have done. Yeah, I know. North American champion. NXT, by
0: the way. Yeah. We'll start there because yeah. NXT... I'm really digging the 2.0 man. A lot of it's a lot of fun. Every week there's a new character that I'm in, they're endearing themselves to me. Sure. So there's definitely some others that I don't really like yet that are gonna have to work in it. But for this week we're getting a, an odd couple tag team for, for the title. Choppa and Braun Breaker taking on the Grizzled Young Veterans. One of my another one of my favorite tag teams. You know its theme. I have a lot of favorite tag teams because they're so fucking awesome. These guys are awesome. Uh, there's that match, and then the uh, triple threat for the women's tag titles, which will be in Halloween Havoc. One member for each team will be competing in a triple threat match this week. We also have the spin the wheel, make a deal possibly involved here with uh, Gargano telling Indy not to take part in it. So, you know, there's a lot of intriguing stuff going on, uh, but and I, I, those are the only two matches I think I've seen announced.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, but honestly, I just want a special shout-out to the, the boy, the man, the myth, the legend, Carmelo Hayes, like, cashing it in, doing his thing, HBK looking like the old man from GTA, giving him a hug, and everybody makes a joke, but... I was so excited for it because honestly, I, you know, I know the guy I've had conversations with him. So like to see him go from like holding a rinky dink title that, you know, is something I'm doing and then see him in the WWE. It's just such a cool moment. And to know, like to know the person, just just a sliver, not really that well, but like to know him enough, be so excited for him and to see how much like stock they believe this kid, this kid has, I'm super excited for him and swerved it in such a great way. And I, I was surprised as we thought, you know, that was booked so well. I was.
0: I, I was watching it like live with Dom in the thread, and I kind of said, I'm like, can he cash in his contract whenever he wants? Because when he came out, I, that's immediately what I thought about. Like, I was like, yeah, I can take him out, but he's taking out the, the, the people outside to help himself because I wasn't sure how the contract worked. And then when he pulled out the pen, I was like, yes, let's go. This is perfectly done because it's an easy way. Like, Swerve looks strong. He finally defended his title, got a big win against Escobar, but now you're transitioning to the new champion easily. Yeah. It's just like it, it was so well done. NXT man. They NXT book stuff really well. Yeah, they did. They, they did, really did a great did. job,
1: honestly. And I thought that most of it was really well done too. I mean, I think a lot of it's going to be lost in the shuffle, some of it, but I mean, we're going to get an explosion of new talent in general, so I, I I'm I'm a big fan of Tony. I think Tony doing the mafia gimmick or like the Tony you know, D'Angelo. Yeah, yeah I for me I love that. I'm 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 slightly falling in love with Andre Chase I, a little bit, a little bit. Of he's time. the
0: one that hasn't it hasn't got me yet. Like I think
1: he's there's the, a Bobby Knight feeling to him sometimes that I like. I think he's the worst
0: part of NXT 2.0 okay. so far. So that's, okay. that's just me. I didn't like Joe Gacy right away either, and now yeah. he's become one of my favorite things. So it's one of those the Andre Chase. I think it's just because I kind of saw it with Gulak and. I don't know. I just it could it, it definitely it's different, and I applaud them for that. That and then mm-hmm. the poker room guy, those two. Are, oh yeah, those two, you don't like the Vink? It's not working for me, Duke. Yet. It's okay, it's not working for me yet.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I, so here's here's the other one. I'm sorry, I, I forget her name. It's Lash with the the talk Lash show. Lash Legend. So for me, I think this is the worst one by far, in my opinion, because she ain't Oprah, she ain't Drew Barrymore, she ain't Ellen. She she's not getting a scoop like Barbara Walters. She ain't doing shit like up you know she's not Wendy Williams. But it's just like when I look at it, I go like, I get it. But I think this would be more effective in front of a crowd. I think like her being backstage, I understand it's probably for COVID reasons or other things. But all I could think about was, is she gonna fucking wrestle? If she is, that's oh, fine. Yes, yeah, she
0: will. But I think they I think it's clearly more something where her personality is bigger than her wrestling ability right now. Sure. So they're trying to sell. It's just like we have we like we saw a bunch of NES for Tony D'Angelo to give us the characters. Sure. It's, it's just different with her. And she's like, yeah, they the segments have mostly been missed for me too, but I have a feeling that down the line, we're going to find her pretty entertaining. Uh,
1: Maybe we will. She has a big
0: personality, so I have faith in that.
1: I'm just, I'm not, I'm not in the idea of like, I just, there's something about it where I feel like there's the segments are so rushed. Like for me, I just feel like either give me more or don't do it. That's, that's how I feel about it. Like I, I want to see more of it in terms of what she can possibly do. That's all. That's all. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay.
0: Should we so qu- quickly run through AEW or the you want to go to let's, Jewel? No, let's do, let's do AEW. All right. So we have another Friday Rampage and Saturday Dynamite lineup this week. So I guess we will start on Rampage. And uh, Rampage has already been taped, so there are spoilers out there, so be careful. But the one spoiler I will say is Andrade versus Pac-2 happened, and people are putting this over this match like crazy. So.
1: I mean, I don't doubt it. I mean, yeah. I assume pa- – I didn't look at the spoilers. I would assume pac don't. I don't, I don't pac know, pac know who
0: – I didn't look at the spoilers. I just saw people – I saw people, like, very, like, good tweet being like – Andrade versus Pact was taped. The crowd absolutely enjoyed it. I think the TV audience will as well. Okay. Well, that's so. fair.
1: That's a non-spoiler spoiler. Yep.
0: And then a, a, a great match here. Anna Jay getting a shot here at Britt
1: Baker. I think that'll do This fun. is a JC. You didn't get to prep it the right way. It's JC. All
0: AEW does now is JC Invitational.
1: But you you, you got to sell this to people like, they had Penelope Ford versus Kiara Hogan last week. It's like, what are they doing to me? These are all my favorites. Yeah, well, you're going to go back and rewind it. You're going to watch it for one yeah. thing and watch it again for another. It's Rick great. Baker, the number one
0: star in AW versus one of my favorite personal stars in Anna J. It's just like, oh, it's going to be great.
1: Can't wait. You undersold the shit out of that.
0: I mean, it is what it is. I'm excited. He uh, didn't then, even say he was going to win.
1: I mean, Britt Baker should... I just want to make sure that you're committed. That's all. You know
0: what? If Jamie Hayter's in there, too, I ain't going to hate her that. (laughs) What a dad joke. Oh, I'm funny. So, and then the last part of Rampage is actually the first match of the tournament, and it's actually... Looking at the tournament, this is one of the matches I'm very intrigued by because they're polar opposites, and that is the powerhouse, Will Hobbs, versus the man who barely ever uses power because he just said it, you know, haplessly kicks people, In Orange Cassidy...
1: I don't know what this match is going to look like, but I think that's kind of cool. I mean, I think Orange Cassidy is probably going to win. Really? Yeah. I I'm thinking Hobbs. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, well, I, I, I'd have to see the the brackets. I mean, we're headed for Moxley and Brian. Well, we know yeah. That, this but, is the Brian bracket, yeah. I believe. Oh, okay. So maybe, maybe, but so here's the thing Hobbs has a lot of upside. We know that. I just, I think
0: Orange Cassidy is at like, and he's also got so many wins. I think he'd easily take a loss here. and Nothing changes. I think Hobbs, like obviously the showing against Punk was great, but I think this is a good way to give him a big win in a tournament to continue to show that, like, yeah, we really do believe in this guy. Okay. As that's they awesome. should.
1: That's just my that's thinking. Fair. I could be wrong. I think he should be at a team Taz. I think he'll eventually do something better. But that's I mean,
0: good. they they literally just did it with Brian Cage. So no, this I know, I know, I know, I know. I don't think Hobbs is ready to be on his own yet. I don't <laughs> think
1: Brian Cage. You can make a you know an argument, but that's yeah, the point. I think he can. But it is different. what it is. He's
0: a lot more. He's much more of a veteran than Hobbs is. Hobbs sure. is still very, very Sure, new. that's fair. That's fair. Saturday Dynamite. We have Cody versus Malachi Black 3. Does Cody actually win this time, or does Malachi Black go for the clean sweep in WrestleMania?
1: I hope it's a clean sweep, but here's the thing. Here's, here's why I, I feel bad about this entire thing. They had this segment on AEW where it was every, you know, you know, guy in the middle, and everybody beats him up. Like, that's a, an old-timey kind of thing that they did in wrestling school. And I get that. And they're, they're making it... But then they kind of like... They had this one thing where like... At the end, somebody attacked him and Cody was finally ready. And if he wins this match on Saturday, I feel like that's a... a, a does Cody specifically a disservice? Because I want to see Cody hit absolute rock bottom. Because yeah, we want him as a heel. 100%. So like for me in order for me to to cheer him, even if he's not a heel, like, let's say they're going to just not make him a heel, just for argument's sake.
0: Probably not. He's in the Roman Reigns territory. Okay, well, let's let's just
1: say, like, if you wanted to have somebody cheer him, like, if you wanted me specifically to cheer for him, I need him to hit absolute rock bottom. What's absolute rock bottom? Lose to the guy three fucking times. That's what you got to do. Otherwise, you sit there and you go, he fucking beat him. Like, okay, great. Now what? Like, we're back to, like, whatever. It just, it doesn't do anything for me because he hasn't, Arn Anderson in in his his cronies that you know they were sitting there they're like they're giving him shit the whole time he needs to give more shit like rocky balboa was most interesting when he got his ass handed to him by clever lang in number three and he had to go you know train a different way that's what i want cody to do i want him to switch everything up switch I, it up
0: i agree with you i agree. With I think
1: you. i think it, depending on how they do this you're either going to applaud it for me or i'm going to be so angry about it so malachi black for the win
0: uh and then we have two more attorney matches on this card uh we have Daniel Bryan. Or, you mean Brian Daniel? Brian Daniel said, God damn it, these names. I wrote down Brian. I knew it would turn me up. Uh, Brian versus Dustin Rhodes. Um, this Woof. Off- I honestly, I think this match is going to be great. Because I, I, I mean, every time Dustin wrestles, I'm blown away at how good he is. Because I just like, oh, he's old, whatever. But like, I like it, he never does it. So when I see it, I feel like I appreciate it because the dude just freaking goes. So I think this is gonna be a good match. You Brian's going to win.
1: Yeah, I mean, Brian wins. You can't get yeah. me out of bed for this one. Get me out Next of bed. Next
0: up. Well, this is the one that I can't really get out of bed for, and that's Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston.
1: I think the whole crowd loses, honestly. I don't disagree. I mean,
0: I. Unless if Archer can channel his inner Miro and have that type of match with Eddie, which he might, but I just think Miro's a lot better than him. So. Yeah. Also, Miro, Miro and a bunch of other guys not being in this tournament is laughable, but whatever.
1: Well, you Miro just... needs to cool off before he goes back out. That's Well, they, that,
0: that promo they had for him on Dynamite was. Dynamite, for lack of a better term, I love that. Yeah,
1: I, I was surprised. I that mean, was such a good vignette. I think the hardest part for me is looking at it. Like everybody gives shit and be like, oh, the WWE guys are getting featured, but it's like those those guys have seasoning. Those guys do what they do. Nero
0: also would be could be a world champion anywhere, and it's believable. He's yeah. that good, and that's uh, he, that's why the TNT run. It felt like a world championship run because he was dominant, and I love him. But again, they, there's a lot of people. Like obviously MJF, Darby, all these people are not in the tournament for a reason. Because this is literally just like, let's highlight a few young guys and get Mox and Brian together. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, I would say that uh, Archer's probably going to win.
1: Who cares? I yeah. mean, Eddie, Eddie Kingston can take a loss. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I think Archer makes
0: sense. I mean, them. unless unless
1: they throw it for a super loop, which they won't do, and it'll be Eddie Kingston versus Moxley in the finals, which would be hilarious. I but think Eddie
0: Kingston's on Mox's bracket.
1: Is he? Okay, I yeah. can't remember. Um, I don't know. I'd have to look again. For some reason, I thought that, that Daniel and, and Eddie were in one bracket. That's, that's, that's I that's could it. be wrong. It's possible. I've been wrong before. But
0: we need to go to the crown jewel because we have nine matches. Ugh. And we're going to start off with Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali. I'm picking Mansoor. I'm assuming you are too.
1: I have to pick Mansoor because yeah. Mansoor is going to be the, he- the hero of this story.
0: Well, we go from a hero to a hell in a cell match between Edge and Seth Rollins. This feud has gone a long time. This rivalry, it's been a lot of fun. This match, I think, is, should be very good, um, but I think Edge is winning.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, Edge has to win a feud, I guess, at this point, especially if they're going to continue on the same show. Rollins doesn't necessarily need it because I think it's going to end up helping his character. Here's something I wanted to say very quickly. Do you think... I'm oh, sorry, I, I typed in the wrong name for you because I was saying Rollins. Um, it, so if you if you think about this, do you think because The Rock isn't most likely going to be ready for WrestleMania, do you think it, they're going to save Rollins and, and Reigns for WrestleMania? They're on, I, they're on opposite shows now. But, like, do you think, like, Roman Reigns, like, Seth Rollins could win the Royal Rumble this year and then it's Rollins and Reigns again?
0: I don't think so. No? Okay. I think they just kind of abandoned that for now because I think plans changed. But, I mean, I wouldn't hate that. But I just, I don't think, I think Seth is going to kind of be in this character for a while. I could see him and Edge, I think, are both guys that are going to feud with Big E at some point. Okay. So, that's fair. Maybe Seth takes on Big E at WrestleMania. Who knows? All right. Uh, Next up, we have a Queen's Crown tournament final match, the first one ever. We will have our first ever Queen of the Ring crowned between dewdrop and Zelina Vega I mean Zelina looked amazing in that Queen's card but you put that stuff on it's like running under ladders and stuff man so I think dewdrops actually gonna win this
1: yeah I'm, I'm right there with Queen Drewdrop because here's the other thing although Zelina looked uh, very queenly <laughs> and uh, all sorts of other things um, especially the the legs but for days and so you do that whole thing and then you know dewdrop to me has done all of what she can do with dewdrop but watching Dewdrop have a coronation and have Eva Marie squash it is going to be far more entertaining to me. <laughs> so when I, if I... I didn't even think of that. Yeah, she's going to be coronated. And then, of course, Eva Marie will come back and and, and make it something special, I think. And then... Having Eva Marie maybe win the Queen's Crown as like some type of really random thing that, that all these things have legs. So I mean that's oh the I way, get so much heat. I mean I think that Queen Eva Marie would be better than Queen U- Dewdrop. I think in some way. So that should have
0: been your hope. You that yeah with the other one. Well
1: I mean mm-hmm. I can book a lot of things. I just can't book things in particular the you know, I hope correctly.
0: So let's do it. Let's move on. Next up we have the finals of the King of the Ring between Finn Balor and Xavier Woods. I'm curious if we're gonna get the demon. I'm not sure, but I think either way. I think but I honestly. I, w- I just don't know how... It was kind of like the Shayna thing. I don't know how Balor loses. Maybe they figure out how to do it, but I'm picking Finn Balor because I don't know how I
1: can book it where he loses. My heart of hearts wants to pick Woods. Yeah. But okay. I do have a small lead, so it's like every time I'm wrong... It, 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 you are such a coward
0: if you're playing that game already. All right. well We have so much time to go. That's not true.
1: We're in October. Yeah, it's WrestleMania. That's in April. That's like six months that's away. That's over half a year away. Fine. Coward. What if? I, you know what? Fine. Pick what you think. Fine. I'm picking Woods. Not a boy. I'm going for Woods. You be... you duped me again. That's fine. Always. No holds barred. I know holds barred you. Goldberg,
0: Bobby Lashley. We know Goldberg's going to win, but I still want Lashley. Pick pick Lashley, you no, coward. I'm Goldberg
1: cuz I'm no Goldberg's going to win. It makes you're, sense, you're a Coward. Lives.
0: Coward. No.
1: Well, you mean you're not going to you're not going to be uh, uh, excited for actual potential murder in a fake world? Excuse me? He said he was going to murder Bobby Lashley yeah, in a fake I mean, pro. hey,
0: like I said, they sold this match. It's going to be five minutes of violence. And...
1: No, it's not. This is going to be ten minutes. It's going to be ten minutes of of chicanery. Whatever. Don't if, you doubt it. Uh, I, we're going to your comeback next week is
0: going to be uh, Goldberg's son when he comes back and helps Daddy win the match. Oh, so. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I bet you didn't even think about that. Uh, next up, we have a tag team match for the Raw tag team championships. AJ and Omos
1: finally getting their shot again
0: at, at RK Bro. I uh, I'm going to pick RK Bro because there's no reason for them to lose.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a train rolling through RK Bro Station. And I think the one thing that made me nervous was that I don't know if you saw on Monday night, but the, they finally got an AJ Styles and Omas t shirt, which yeah, I yeah, they're not, they're not breaking up anytime soon. So I know you don't like to read the rumor mill,
0: but the rumor mill was they wanted to split them up at the draft, but they didn't think Omas was ready. So they're going to keep the train going. I don't mind them as a pair. I think, uh, you know, down the line, you can definitely do it. But I think for but now. But AJ's only got so many years left,
1: you know, and I want to. AJ's
0: going to f- feud with Big E for the title, and Omas is going to be involved, and it's going to be good because of that. So, I hope you're right. I am right. I'm 100% right. That's probably, honestly, I think that's Big E's first feud is AJ Styles. I think it's coming down the pipe. So, get ready for that. I think that's a great Rumble match, too, because then you don't have to, you know, get the fans pissed off and you eliminate AJ from the Rumble. So, next up, we have that Big E defending his title against Drew McIntyre. So, spoiler alert, I'm picking Big E because I think he's still going to be the champion. I think this match will probably be pretty good. Two uh, big, meaty men slapping meat, but uh, Big E sh- will win and should win.
1: I mean, yeah, he should win, and he will win. But, I mean, I just want the Mac off my TV in general. But we're stuck with the crown jewel thing, so let's just fucking move on.
0: Yep. Uh, Next up, we have the triple threat match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship Becky Lynch defends her title against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Obviously, two of these superstars are going to Raw. But as we saw this week, Charlotte will be entering her SmackDown career with the Raw Women's title unless they pull a the switcheroo. So anybody can really win here. But you know what? I'm just going to pick the boss, Sasha Banks, because I think they've been purposefully building her up, giving her silently with all the schmas. She's been the one getting the wins and standing tall. And I think that's for a reason because she's once again going to be the face of
1: SmackDown Women's Division, so uh, give me the boss. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Becky Lynch wins this one. I could see it. That'd be my second choice. I think. I think Becky Lynch wins only because you talked me into this in my head. If they're going to wait to put Bianca and Charlotte again, why not wait for Becky and Sasha at another point, too? And Sasha just beat her clean. So. Right. So what's well, the what's the hurry? What's the hurry? Is my I,
0: no? I don't disagree. They're, they're using the logic that I used in the other match for this match, yes. and I think that's smart.
1: I think I, one of one of us is going to be correct, if not both. Well, so. I mean, we're picking opposites. Oh
0: uh, no, watch Bianca win. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we got <laughs> heard Charlotte just hand the titles. Yeah, on. exactly. And they were both wrong on every account.
0: That's oh, fine. that'd be horrible. They just they can't do the switcheroo again. One of these, it's one of those things. That if you want to have Charlotte be on both shows for six months to sell this angle, you got to do it. No handoffs. I need a commitment. I need a commitment. No handoffs. Speaking of commitments, Paul Heyman is going to make a commitment on Thursday at some point during the day, whenever this ends, because this will be the main event for the WWE Universal Championship. Um, He is the advocate for Brock Lesnar, but he has also worked for the Tribal Chief. And Brock Lesnar exposed him a little bit. Well, at least we think he did. Who knows? Brock could be lying, but we highly doubt it. Paul's definitely praying both sides. And he even said in a promo, he will be leaving. Crown Jewel with the Universal Mm -hmm. Champion. So, Nestlemania, what do we think? Is there going to be chicanery? Or is Paul going to stay loyal? Is he going to side with Brock? Or hell, is he going to be Ron? Roman Reigns retains, which is my pick, and Paul Heyman is not with him because Roman kicks him to the curb.
1: There's a lot of options here. There's so many options. That's why it's so good. I think it's good. I think this is the one that's most intriguing in a very long time. I think based on the fact that I don't think Brock's going to be around an awful lot, I'm going to pick Roman Reigns. I, I think that's too. a safe bet. Yeah. But yeah. the addition of the... Uh, you're going to pick Roman too? Yeah. Okay. So I put that down. So we both say Roman. But for me, here's the logic of it all. Paul Heyman isn't going to be able to do anything if he doesn't stick with... The, like, if, if if Brock Lesnar was staying and Heyman was with him, then I'd believe everything that's going to happen. But if Roman Reigns is going to have to be on TV and Heyman's going to have to be on TV, they have to be together. It might be... know. I honestly... No, I, I love them together. I just... I don't know how that's gonna
0: play out because I think it's I think the fact since Heyman guaranteed that, like maybe he does actually screw Brock and he actually severs those ties, which would be shocking to me. Because living in a world without Heyman and Lesnar together is crazy to me. But Brock has proven, at least for this feud, that he can do it. But I don't know how he does in other things. Maybe he just goes the Goldberg route and has like a five-second satellite thing, whatever. But I just it's it's just so fascinating because there are so many ways to go. And hell, if Brock Lesnar won and Heyman screwed Roman, I wouldn't be surprised either because if anyone's going to beat Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar is at the top of that list no matter what. He he never needs it, but he didn't need to be the one to beat The Undertaker either, but he's Brock Lesnar and he did it. So, and they uh, they could go any direction here and I think that's what makes this Crown Jewel event kind of cool is because this match, the women's match, like there's a lot of angles. So,
1: there are a lot of angles. You're yeah. absolutely right. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, I guess that's pretty much everything, unless you have something else you want to talk about, but I'm good to go. Toxic Attraction in two weeks at Halloween ha- or actually
0: a week from today, and Halloween Havoc is going to have all the gold, baby. So, yeah, check out our boy, Dommy Feds. will have you covered there, com. That's the website for, you know, our boy, the Joe Stopper doing all this work. AEW was on Saturday. The man did a Saturday for us, so... Obviously, you know, we got tons of great content up there, predictions. Crown Jewel, the entire staff predictions will be up there probably soon because it's Thursday. So uh, maybe by the time you listen, they could be close. So all that uh, podcast platforms, like, subscribe, comment, download, Facebook Jobberknocker, Instagram Jobberknocker Twitter at Jobber The entire staff is in the thread of that, tpublic.com slash Jobber Knocker. You like the, the, the Halloween theme? There's a great design up there for that and a bunch of other stuff. So check it out because um, we have some great designs and you should buy them.
1: That's a good point. I guess that's pretty much it. So uh, <laughs> on that note, you should definitely try to enjoy the Crown Jewel. We're going to try. to. I, I think it's going to be a great show. I think I'm going to be excited for it. Yeah, I'll be pleasantly be surprised. Show. I think I'm pleasantly surprised. So on that note, we hope you enjoy the Knocker. We'll be back next week with more Knockery. Bye-bye.